Welcome to Dad Space. Bum 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 bum. Hey, welcome to Dad Space. Glad to have you here. Today we have a dad with us. You and I are going to listen to an interview with a dad. Phil Vecchio is here. Phil is a podcast host and he's a stay-at-home dad. Yeah. So we get to talk about the fun things like going out with your kids in public and people saying, oh, hey, are you watching the kids today while your wife is busy? Wait a minute. These are my kids. I'm not watching them. They're my kids. And I'm on dad space to talk about being a stay-at-home dad. You ready for this? So if you're pulling up to drop your kids off at school, you're in the right space. This is dad space. Welcome to dad space. Hey everybody, welcome to Dad Space. Yes, podcast for dads by dads. And we have a podcaster on a podcast. Well, two podcasters together in one room. Sounds like a joke starting somewhere. Uh, <laughs> but we have Phil with us today. Phil, what's going on? I love the green. You love green. I love green. Things are green good. Green is a great color. It yeah, is. Thanks. Thanks for noticing. It's <laughs> <laughs> trying to make people jealous. You know. Well, I'm I'm envious of your green. I'm green, yeah, green with envy. That's what I'm going for there. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, that's been one of those days. Um, good to see you. What's going on? Where are you in the world? So I'm in Southern California, a little town called Yucaipa, which no one in California knows where it is either. So Yucaipa. you're all in the same boat. <laughs> what is famous about Yucaipa? Besides you, obviously. We, well, besides, yeah, yeah. the... Our, our shows let's see we're right down the street from a bunch of apple orchards Whoa. we have all kinds of apple and people actually come the little town up above us called oak glen that people come to and they they pick apples and they have apple pie and all that kind of stuff so wow yeah well that's we're nice. a little do, rural you know do you do you love apples i do actually we have in our yard we have uh about i don't know right around 30 fruit trees including apples Oranges, peaches, plums, nectarines, figs, you name it. We got it. Apricots. Really? Yeah, yeah. Got my own little orchard here. We had we had an apple tree in our yard when my kids were little, and our, our kids would go pick an apple and take it to school. It was, like, so cool. It was like having your own grocery store in the backyard. But oh, we yeah. didn't have that variety. We only had one, but. <laughs> that's pretty cool well, we're in kind of the sweet spot here where something can be in season all year round so there's always something on the trees nice awesome so we'll put the address in, in the show notes people can drop by and pick some free fruit today. <laughs> that's good yeah that'd be good so we'll put that in there i'm sure you won't mind um so <laughs> oh you, no no that's great you phil have podcasts you've been doing this for a long time tell me a little bit about your podcast journey yeah well it's been Gosh, probably the first one I started on was somewhere in like 2007, I want to say. Wow. And um, I've done a number of shows. I, I have over 750 episodes uh, under the belt for, on various shows and that kind of thing. Uh, but I do have two current shows that are running, one of which is approaching the 100 episode mark. That is my show called uh, Alex B. Keaton is My Friend, which is a podcast about the 80s TV show Family Ties starring Michael J. Fox. I love it, by the way. And then the other one is called The Mandarin Orange Show, which is a show I do with my wife. We just hit our 200th episode, um, and it's a show about us. (laughs) And does that have anything to do with the trees outside, the name of that show? It actually 
not not directly. We named okay. it um, because my wife is very creative with language, and early on in our marriage, we used to you know argue and bicker as like younger married people do because it drove me nuts that she would pronounce things wrong. And she was like, "Hey, I'm going to pronounce it the way I do," and she owned it. And so one of our biggest arguments we got in when we were first married, we were at a grocery store and she picked up a can of mandarin oranges and said, oh, "I'm going to get these mandarin oranges," and I was like. You're adding an I in there that's not in that word. And we got in this horrible argument. And the funny thing is, is that years later, we realized, like, of course, first of all, how petty that is. But also just I, I have come to fully appreciate my wife's vernacular because it, it makes her unique. And so we decided when we started the show, I was going to name it after something that she had made up. So Mandarin Orange Show. <laughs> I love it. I love the behind the scenes. It's, too. it's really good. I love it. So that just that that it just <laughs> perpetuates. It keeps going on and on. I love it. Uh, that's that's really neat. Um, yep, yep. <laughs> so we're we're here talking dad space. We're talking about things dad. So I take it from our conversation in the past. You're a dad, right? I am. So tell me about your family. Yes, we have two wonderful kids, Luke and Audrey. They are uh, Luke is eleven and Audrey is thirteen, and. Um, you know, my wife is Janelle. I should yeah. I should mention her Hi, name. Janelle. And uh, we we got married uh, in two thousand three. We were actually married for six years before we had our first child, Audrey. And uh, Luke followed shortly thereafter. And they're amazing. And I am actually a stay at home dad with them. I've been home with them since they were born. Wow, that's amazing. So tell me about your your work life before the before getting married and before the kids. How different is it now working from home? Well, when uh, you know when we were first married, uh, my wife uh, was working at Disneyland, and meanwhile going to school to become a teacher. And I was working at a church in like a, as a youth, uh, like a youth director, you know, with uh, yeah. high school and junior high mostly, and also did some music um, and that kind of thing at the church. And so um, when we decided we were going to have kids, you know, my wife had been teaching for a couple of years and, you know, we kind of sat down and, and talked and she said, you know, I, I worked really hard for this job and, and for this position. And I, I don't want to have to be at home and to give that up. And, you know, she had just been teaching for a couple of years and was getting into it at that point, you know, she was making more money than me as well. His church doesn't pay great, you know, mm. and, but anyway, we sat down and talked about it, and I, I love working with kids, and I love being around kids, and so when the idea of me staying home came up, I was like, yeah, this let's do that. This is a great idea. I can be home. You know, the amount of money that I would have had to earn to pay for the kids to be in some kind of a daycare was yeah. probably as much, if not more, than I was making at a church anyway, and just made financial sense. It made logistical sense, and so... We went for it. <laughs> it's funny, Phil. You and, and I, uh, and it was uh, it was an intentional choice. Yeah, no, that's it, good. it was an intentional choice because a lot of people, you know, when they hear that I'm a stay at home dad, assume that there was some kind of you know you lost your job and so your wife had to go back to work or whatever thing. And it's it was never about that. It was just a it was a conscious choice that we that's how we wanted to do it and and we've loved it ever since. So it's not it's never been a oh man I how am I going to get back into the workforce or anything? This is just this is the way that we decided to do it. I love it. That's, that's amazing. So tell me, I think we talked in our pre-interview when we chatted before, like rolling up to the school to drop the kids off, you know, or all the parent teacher stuff. You're there where, you know, maybe some of the dads aren't. Um, and there's more, 
I guess the ratio would be more moms to dads around the schoolyard. Is that kind of accurate? That is very accurate, especially, I mean, you know, volunteering in the kids' classrooms and that kind of thing. I'm one of the only dads, uh, typically. Now, a lot of times you'll have some dads at the drop-off, but it's usually them dropping the kids off on the way to work or whatever, yeah. you know. It's, I, I'm definitely in the minority as far as that goes, and I, I'm okay with that. I hang out with the other moms, and, and uh, you know, it's, it's not a big deal to me. And and to the credit of the community around us, for the most part, all the other parents in the schools and stuff have never really given me a hard time. I have gotten a hard time from strangers in the street kind of thing about it and, and the occasional, occasional person that we know, but, um, you know, because people assume when there's a dad out in public with little kids that, you know, well, where's the mom? I've gotten that question so many times. Oh, where's their mom? Oh, she let you take them out, you know, without her when she coming back, that kind of thing. strangers, like in a grocery store. No. Way. And, um, you know, it, it's it's a it's a bizarre thing. It happens less now that they're older, yeah. but when they were little, you know, if I had had one child strapped to my chest in the little carrier thing, and the other one holding by their hand, or in a grocery cart, and they'd be like, "Oh wow, I can't believe their mother let you take them out," you know. <laughs> and, I don't know. Depending yeah. on my mood, I would usually either just laugh it off or you know roll my eyes or something. But yeah, I got used to it. <laughs> That's okay. So like, I can hear people be like, "Oh, it must be nice just to, you know." sit around the home phil and watch tv and you know it sounds like a holiday this is not a holiday you're a parent a stay-at-home parent parenting and raising your kids creating life creating a home for them this is a job this is something that you're living every day right and just that stigma i guess for all parents who stay home male male or female but just that feeling of like oh it must be nice to not have to work yeah right and that just in that in saying that that sounds ridiculous because this is work this is a lot of work to do all this absolutely when there's definitely people that assume that i'm playing video games all day and that that's just what i do but i mean like you said moms for for generations have been getting that kind of attitude about oh you just stay at home with the kids and blah blah blah. and i i definitely i relate to that i feel that because it's it is a lot of work it's you're you're taking care of the lives of these children you're maintaining the house that they're living in and it's uh, it's wonderful i love it but it is it's a lot of work i don't just get to do my thing very often you know <laughs> so so a lot of stay-at-home parents do have kind of like a little side hustle or something to bring a little bit of money into the house is that something you guys you have an opportunity to do or is that not on the table right now well i definitely i do and you know as the kids have gotten older you know i've had different different types of of a role you know obviously i'm not changing diapers and things so there is a little bit more room to do stuff so uh in addition to podcasting which is obviously something that takes up a lot of time i also have a an independent record label that I, I run and it's, it's very independent. It's uh, but you know, we put out a few albums each year and uh, we do a, a series of online uh, streaming live shows with different artists. And so um, that, that takes up, you know, what free time I do have. That's the, the hustle I'm running for now. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's fun. I, I was doing that before having kids, but it's become more of a, a side job than it was, you know, before, obviously. <laughs> yeah. And it taps into your interests, your hobbies and your, your gifts, you know, and that, that's nice that you can still exercise all that while doing everything else that you yeah. have on your plate too. That's awesome. 
yeah, it's it's fun. That's it helps that I'm a night owl, so when the kids go to bed, then that's my like little window of time to get all the you know production stuff done or I'm editing or whatever it is. That's that that sweet spot between bedtime and when I crash out. It's <laughs> amazing. So, how do you think your kids' lives are different having you home? In the fact that as a male uh, representative in your home, how do you think your kids have grown up differently just by having you there? Well, first of all, I have to answer a part of that question with, I do recognize that we are, you know, in a privileged position to be able to have one of our parents stay home. And I know yeah. that not everyone has, has that opportunity. You know, we were able to, you know, my to live off of my wife's one income and all that. And so, um, you know, I will list benefits, but I would just, I would never want to put on to someone else to say like, you should have done this or, or yeah. whatever, because I realize that that's not something everyone has the opportunity to do. Mm-hmm. That being said, um, it has been so cool to be able to be there with my kids and, you know, I mean, obviously they're in school, but to begin their education and to be a part of them learning and growing from, from day one. Um, and I, I don't know so much that it's necessarily because I'm a dad, but just me being me and the way that I, I approach things, I've always talked to my kids like they're adults. I never, you know, having them when they were little babies, I didn't goo gaga at them. I would talk to them in complete sentences. And a lot of times people would give me a hard time because, you know, we'd be at the beach and I would be pointing at the animals in the, in the tide pools and explaining what a, a, a symbiotic relationship is when they could barely, you know, toddle around and people go, Oh, they don't, they don't know what you're talking about. But <laughs> the concepts that I was able to help them understand at such a young age. And then there's nothing more satisfying than having someone say, they don't know what you're talking about. And the kids are like symbiotic. It means two animals help each other. And they're like, what? you know, <laughs> it, it was such a cool opportunity to be able to, to feed that and to nurture that, that type of, of approach. And again, I don't know that it's necessarily because I'm a dad, but because I'm the way I am, I was just able to, to help nurture that along the way. And it's, it's been incredible to be a part of that. And I love it. Cause like when your kids are young too, like that's a very formative years. Right. And whoever they spend the most time with, they start to take on their traits, characteristics, you know, they, they act similar. They copy and paste, right. What they see. So, in, in like in my, our home, my wife and I both worked the entire time our kids were small, but for the majority of the time I was traveling, driving to work and commuting. So my kids spent more time daily with my wife than me, and I can see more of my wife and my kids because they had that connection, that time together more than they had mm-hmm. with me growing mm-hmm. up. So are you seeing anything in your kids where they're a little bit more like you, interacting with you a little <laughs> bit more? I, I mean, there definitely are things. I mean, I feel like I'm looking into little mirrors, you uh, know, yeah. when, when I have a conversation. Any, any like logical argument I try to have with them is immediately thrown back in my face because they know, <laughs> they know my my technique. They know what, how I'm going to argue with them, and they can you know argue right back. But uh, you know, their some of their interests definitely follow after me. They playing uh playing video games or reading or building lego the the toys and fun things that i enjoyed doing as a kid they definitely have picked up on a lot um but i would also say that one of the things that we tried to prioritize uh you know growing up knowing that i was going to be the stay-at-home parent is to make sure that they also had lots of time one-on-one with mommy you know yeah. that it wasn't 
you know, I mean, it's different, but you know, you think of the idea of like the stay at home mom and then the, the dad comes home and he wants dinner on the table and then he goes off and reads the paper kind of thing. I realize that's all very stereotypical, but we didn't want to have any of that type of thing where they felt like, you know, mommy goes off to work and she's like not as important. And so we've always prioritized spending time with her one-on-one, you know, when mommy comes home, I hand, hand them off to, to enjoy spending, you know, hearing about mommy's day and they tell them about their day and all that kind of stuff. And so because of that, they also really, really have bonded with mommy. And I, I feel like as much as is possible, it's been a very balanced experience for them. And, uh, hopefully I think they feel that too, you know, <laughs> that's amazing. So if there's someone listening, Phil, and they're, they're contemplating this for their family, about who's going to stay home and how they're going to do this. What is what do you see as a benefit as a dad to to having this time with your kids? Well, I mean, for one, I feel like our our relationship, our bond is you know, you hear a lot of times when when kids are going to leave the house and the parents, oh, I'm never going to see them again and they have this like this anxiety, this feeling that they're going to be separated forever and because we've able we've been able to have such a close relationship and we've you know we we are i'm a parent first but we're friends and we 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 enjoy spending time with, together as well i don't have some of those same fears i don't fear that i'm never going to be around them i think i mean and, and hopefully i'm not being naive here but i think that when they leave the house and when they you know go on to careers they're going to actually want to come and, and be around us because we have a, a genuine relationship. Um, and not to say that you couldn't have a genuine relationship other ways, but it's really allowed us to bond very closely. And I think that's, I think that's a huge advantage. Um, it's also, like I said, just from a financial standpoint, I mean, every time we'd looked at what kind of money would it cost to put them into a daycare and stuff, how much more would I have had to work to make up for that money? And it just, it made sense, you know. It saved us a lot of money in the long run. <laughs> yeah, and and like for me, my three kids, which are just kind of off the side in the camera here, but they're they're all off on their own now, and I'm an empty nester. So I'm at that stage you're talking about. Like, what happens when they go, right? Yeah. And and then it's interesting as a dad, you start to fill up your days uh, as the kids are in school. You know, when they're little, they're with you all the time. Mm-hmm. But when you're in school, mm-hmm. now you have that window, and then they go off to school. You have a little bit bigger window. And then they're done and they're on their, they're doing life. And now it's my wife and I and a couple pets and that's it. We're just, you know, there's a, it's interesting how your, your life stages and changes um, over the time and, and the time that you get that you weren't expecting to get back. It's, it's quite unique. So yeah. I, I, what do you miss about them when they were little though? Oh, I'm a very, nostalgic type person so this you know it's very easy i i get very you know emotional just thinking about it because they're i mean they're still wonderful and sweet and i appreciate getting to do some of the things now because they're older that you know watching a show maybe that i enjoy that wasn't appropriate when they're younger or whatever but (laughs) but man when they are little like they're the storytelling and just the world that they're in that you get to be a little part of you get to see a little peek at that and watching them dance across the the backyard or or having a pretend tea party or just any of those little magical little kid things that they still do some of but you know sort of starts to fade away um i miss that very very much and i I think 
you know, again, because we've been able to nurture a wonderful relationship, they're still willing to give a hug and, and, you know, snuggle up on the couch when we watch a movie or something like that. But it's a little different, you know. They don't come and climb in the middle of the night when they're scared and have a nightmare and climb in bed or something mm-hmm. with Mommy and I. It's it's different, and I think about those things a lot. <laughs> yeah, I have one dad was saying that his daughter was getting bigger, um, to the point where she was a little bit too heavy for his wife to pick up anymore for, you know, those hugs on the way to bed mm-hmm. at night or whatever. And, um, you know, grandparents couldn't pick her up anymore, but he could. And so he would pick her up and, you know, kind of coddle hug her and stuff. And she would like tuck her head in his neck. Right. And just be like, just a little mm-hmm. longer. Right. And he's like, his arms are shaking because mm-hmm. he's heavy or he's bigger. Right. But he's like, that moment is going to be one day he won't be able to do that anymore. And, I'm yeah. looking at pictures of my kids, right? I don't, can't do that anymore. They're not under my roof. And it's the weirdest feeling, to be quite honest, yeah. to not have, to not know where your kids are right now and are they okay and what's going on and can I help and what do you need? Like, I have no idea. So um, yeah. I miss those days, really, really do. So that's my big thing, I think, whenever I talk to dads is enjoy those moments because even though they seem like they're plentiful, they're not. And you really yeah. need to soak them in. So I love that you're sentimental about it. I am too, two soft dads <laughs> here. Um, yeah. It means a lot. It means a lot to, to be aware of those moments, right? And and just store those store those somewhere in your memory because you forget sometimes how, how amazing those moments really are, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm thankful that we live in a time with digital photography because like looking back at pictures that I have of when I was a kid, I mean, there's a few, few home videos here and there, you know, film strips and things like that, but not much, but we have, because we have access to digital stuff, we have been able to thoroughly document our kids, especially when they're really little. And so one of our favorite family activities is we'll just pop on old home videos of when they were babies and just sit around and watch them. And our kids love it. I mean, they request it. They're like, Oh, I want to watch baby videos, you know? And, I'm really thankful that we have that because I can sit there and watch, you know, when I snuck a camera in to watch them doing a pretend play in the bedroom or whatever it was that, that, you know, as much as it helps to have in your memory, it's really cool to be able to, to bring that back up and see it. And we have a very well-documented uh, childhood experience there. So it's I'm very thankful for that. I love it. Um, so what, what, what is something that you as a dad wish you knew at the beginning? What's something that you're like, oh, gosh, if I knew this, maybe my my path might have been a little more richer or different or whatever. But what's something you wish you could have known early on? Well, I would say something back to even like just before we had kids, because I I always had like this notion that I would want to have kids. And and like I said, we we waited about six years before we had our first into our marriage Um, and even though I knew that I kind of wanted to, I always sort of had this like feeling in the back of my mind, like, am I going to be able to have like this, a really close bond with my kid? Am I going to be able to have as enough love? You know, and it was kind of a scary thing. I would sit and try to picture what would it be like to have kids. And, and I, not that I wasn't in tune with my, my emotions before, but I, I, you know, probably suppressed my I, w- I was proud of the fact that I'd only ever cried in two movies before we had kids. 
because, you know, I'm tough and I don't show my emotions. And there was two movies and that was it. And now, you know, I cry when there's a commercial that's a little bit, you know, emotional. They're taking pictures of their kids or something. I'm, I'm, I'm bawling already. Yeah, and, yeah. and for whatever reason, having kids just really allowed me to, to tap into that. And so, you know, for someone who maybe feels like they don't have the emotional space to have kids or to be a good parent, like, I, it's there. It can be there, you know. And having them, those kids, just they bring it out, you know. They, they helped me to be able to tap into that. That's amazing. Yeah, that's exact. That's how I feel too. Like when, when our kids were little, we're just like, you know, how, how it's like your, your heart is extracted from your body and lives in this being, this child. And you know, you, mm-hmm. you never get it back, right? You give away a piece of yourself every time you have a child and you're just like, it's like you're, you, you live outside of yourself in a way, you know, and it's just amazing mm-hmm. that these kids, take such a big piece of you with them right and i don't know it's so rewarding yeah. as a dad i love it um it's amazing so what are you excited about for your kids going forward do they have interest can you see can you kind of see where they're kind of headed in life absolutely yeah. absolutely i mean obviously things change and as they get older we'll see uh but uh my daughter audrey is very uh first of all she loves to read and she loves to write. She's currently 13, and she's about a third of a way into her first novel, and she's been working hard on it, and I am constantly blown away by her writing. Like, I'll read it and go, I've read I've read books that aren't as well written as this, that are published, you know? I mean, it's, and I'm, it's possible I'm a little biased because I'm the dad, but I really think she's an incredible writer, and I think that you know, she, she wants to be a, an English teacher and an author and man, she, she will have no problem doing that. It's, it's absolutely, uh, within her wheelhouse. And my son, um, loves video games and also, uh, artwork and he wants to be a graphic designer and maybe work somewhere around uh, video game design as well. And, um, again, like just watching the way he creates, they, my kids love making comics. And so my daughter will write the comics and they'll both draw them. And my son will design the logos and all that kind of stuff and watching them put it together. Like, like these kids are, they're whatever they wind up doing, even if it's not exactly in that path, I know that they're, they're well on their way. And I'm not, I'm not worried about that at all. (laughs) I love it. That's see, that's great. So if Audrey ever wants to get on a podcast, I have a living the next chapter podcast for authors. And I love talking to authors. Oh I have one author coming on. I think she's 15 or 16. And she has 11 or 12 books right now. So oh she's just prolific author. But I love authors. So if she ever okay. wants to get into the world of podcasting, I would love to have her come on <laughs> and talk about that. That would be spectacular. Um, that's amazing. So we're going to wrap up in a second here, Phil. Um, so Dad Space, again, we're all about, you know, creating content and helping dads. Um, what is one thing that a dad could help you with right now where you are at in your life that maybe there's a dad out there that has an answer for a question that you have? What would that be? Ooh, Ooh, that is a really good question. Um, what can a dad help me with? I'm very, as you can probably tell, I, I like to talk a lot. I don't mind hearing the sound of my own voice, which is why I have so many podcasts and stuff. <laughs> Um, (laughs) but you know, I mean, I don't know, this is kind of a, it's kind of a weird, like, 
I wouldn't say that I'm afraid of it, but I've always been sort of, when I get close to succeeding at something or at doing well at something, I've always had kind of a, almost like afraid of not failing, but of what happens if this goes well and I am in that position where something is going to be successful. Um, and which I don't know, I, I, I think that's maybe something that other people feel as well, that, that kind of fear of success. And a lot of times what happens then is that you get close to that moment where something is going to go well and you almost like self-sabotage or you back off or you don't try as hard to try to make something not happen because you're afraid of what will happen if it goes well. And so, um, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not sure how like another dad could help me in this area, but a lot of times, you know, when it comes to, uh, you know, promoting um, or, or getting a, a podcast to the point where I could make money with it and that kind of thing. Um, because I've done so many, you'd think, oh, this has got to be a full career, but it's still something of a hobby. So maybe someone that could help me to push that to the next level, you know, to get that to somewhere where I could actually see myself doing it professionally and not just as a hobby. Because eventually, I mean, that would be really nice. You know, it's been a few years. Yeah, you have definitely have the skill. I don't know. Maybe no, there's a dad yeah. out there that's got some advice in that regard. For sure. You have the skill and talent. Like, you've got the hours, right? So now it's turned to, to turn that content into something that helps your family, too. That'd be... That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. That'd be cool. That's 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 wise words, Phil. I yeah. love it. I love it. So um, <laughs> let's do a shout-out for your, your music stuff. Again, uh, I, I have six podcasts right now. One of them is a music podcast. So I'm always looking for musicians, just so you know, that I can feature on my podcast. Okay. So if you have connections for me, I would love to feature anybody that Absolutely. you're working with. So please let me know about that. Um, but let us know about your podcasts and a little bit about your music stuff as well so people can find and follow and do all that great stuff. Okay, absolutely. Well, briefly, the podcast that I mentioned earlier, yep. Alex B. Keaton is my friend. You can find that at alexbkeatonismyfriend.com or any other you know, Facebook or Podchaser, all the other podcast things. That's the one that's about uh, family ties. Yes. And um, it's a lot of fun. We uh, have had one cast member on, um, which was Mark Price, who played Skippy on the Skippy. show. And we're hoping to get more <laughs> cast members in the future, so keep an eye there. Nice. <laughs> and um, my other show, Mandarin Orange Show, that I do with my wife, Janelle. Again, you can find it at mandarinorangeshow.com or Facebook Podchaser. Podchaser is really fun um, for finding podcasts and connecting with people, so I highly recommend uh, getting involved over there. Sweet. And, um, and then my, the record label is Pop Vox Music, uh, pop as in like soda, P-O-P, or popular voice, Pop Vox Music, um, at popvoxmusic.com, also on Facebook and all that kind of thing. We have three new albums coming out before the end of the year, so um, it's actually probably been the busiest year um, in a while uh, for, for Pop Vox Music, because I've had a little more time, so it's good stuff. Um, so yeah, so Michael J. Fox for Family Ties. I mean, we talked Michael's uh, middle initials actually yes. A, um, but he thought it was too Canadian to have A because we always say <laughs> A in Canada apparently. So he changed That's that. Right. So uh, yeah, and he, he, I, I think I mentioned he lived in North Bay, Ontario, where I lived for years. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's pretty cool to see to see how a Canadian can be that popular and. Yeah, Back to the Future, blah, 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 all that stuff. Oh, yeah. But uh, that was a great show growing up. I loved it. And the spinoffs and everything. And oh, I think even it. Courtney Cox was on there, I think she said. 
Courtney Cox. Yeah, so many, so many famous actors early on in their career. Um, Gina Davis was on it. Yeah, lots and lots. So okay, so, so who would be a great guest for that podcast from the from the episodes from Family Ties? Who would you love to have on Michael J. Fox? But who would you love to have on the on your podcast as a guest? Well, um, I think Scott Valentine would be a, a big one for me. He played Nick, mm-hmm. which is Mallory's longtime boyfriend uh, later in the show. That would be fantastic. I mean, obviously, any of the main cast members uh, would be fantastic as well. Um, I think uh, Michael Gross would be a lot of fun, who's the dad, mm-hmm. um, Steven, because he also was in all the Tremors movies, which I think is such a different character that he played from the nice, sweet, kind of hippie-ish dad to... Like a guy that kills worms in a court, sort of funny horror movie. So I think it'd be fun to talk with him a lot. But any of them, really. Any any cast member, I would be more than happy to chat with. So. There's, I remember hearing... If anyone knows anyone, let me know. There was this, I think it was a scene that pops in my head. Michael walks into the, into the, onto the, the scene. Dad's listening to music in his chair. Michael turns off music, but there's no music. Like, there's no music playing. Oh, yeah. And he goes over and he shuts off this music... And I'm thinking maybe it was like a licensing thing, possibly, where the music changed over the years and they couldn't use it anymore. So they took it out, you know, but there's no music. And the dad's sitting there listening to whatever was playing originally. But there's silence, right? And it's this weird shut off yeah. of the radio. There's nothing going on. So there's so many fun things when you kind of go back and watch these things. Do you have- well, we definitely dig into that kind of minutia on the show. Okay, we there love go, looking right? into that. If there's a little audio clip of something, I will do my best to find out what it came from, if it's a real clip, or if it was just some sort of an unlicensed thing. So yeah, we, we, we dig into that stuff. We look at all the guest stars, and and uh, we have a good time on there. That's really cool. That's awesome. So do you have like all the DVDs of the shows? Like, where are you watching all these? Do you watch them streaming them? Yeah, well, in- initially I was watching, I think it was first on Netflix, and then it jumped over to, I don't know, Hulu, and then I think it's on paramount plus now maybe but i wound up just buying the dvd set because i kept losing track of where it was and i knew that was something i had and i didn't have to keep subscribing to new stuff so but my co-host keith watches it on streaming i think he has whatever it is paramount plus or whatever it's on so we have yeah that way we're able to compare and see if there's something different from the streaming version to the the dvd version so that helps I love it. I'm going to go watch some uh, Family Ties now. i got stuff to catch up on. So, And I have a great podcast Excellent. to listen to. So Highly recommend it. Two great podcasts. Um, it's really great. I love I love the name of the one with your wife. That's two. That's, that's so funny. Now, now it all makes sense. So <laughs> thank you. That's really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Phil, thank you so it's, much uh, for being part of the podcast. Again. Um, absolutely. Thank you. Wishing you great success as a dad um, with everything with your family as well. Say hello to everybody for us. And um, really great to have you on the podcast today. Great. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. All right. Cheers. So, Dad, if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, yeah, I can identify with that. I've had adults come up to me and ask me if my wife's at work or if I'm babysitting. And, you know, we're dads and we're equal partners in all of this. And I just wanted to... Again, reinforce, that's why we're here on Dad Space, is to to encourage you, no matter where you are at with your dad journey, uh, and that you would feel comfortable and, and realize that there's a group of dads around you that have your back. So again, just go to dadspace.ca and check it out. You've heard me say it many times. I'd love to hear from you as well. Dadspace.ca, you can leave a message. We'll put your voice in the podcast. And if you're watching the kids today, let me scratch that. 
if you're living life with your kids today, enjoy them and enjoy your day with your kids. Do something special for, for your family today. Thanks for listening to Dad Space. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Dad Space today. Go check us out on all of our social media, YouTube, all that great stuff. You can find us as Dad Space Podcast. Real simple. Dad Space Podcast, whether you're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, even YouTube. Email us, dadspacepodcast at gmail.com. We're always looking for great guests to come on the podcast. If you have any feedback for us, let us know here at Dad Space. Looking forward to connecting with you on the next episode right here of Dad Space. Follow us on your podcast app for more. Cheers. To you, Dad.